Welcome back to the TCP. That's the Cult Popcast. Inacronistic acronym. I found out TCP is like a coding term. Like if you Google TCP, you know what you're going to find. I can guarantee you it's not our podcast. It's called Transmission Control Protocol. I think it's another word for IT, but it's one of the main protocols of the Internet Protocol Suite. It originated in the initial network implementation in which it complemented the Internet Protocol. That's what you get when you Google TCP. All right. Well, today we're doing The Boys Season 3. Season 3? We did The Boys Season 2. That's Season A while ago. 3. <laughs> uh, with Allie. And she said, because I asked her, so do you want to be on The Boys episode again since you're on the Season 2 Boys episode? And she said, not really. So, sorry, Allie. Miss you. No, she just said she didn't have much to say about it other than, you know, it's gratuitous nature. But, um... Mm. Gratuity. <laughs> I love when people tip me. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but I thought we'd start off talking about this because it might be a draw as far as people being fans of the boys. A draw for some people that aren't our normal listeners to be a good time to go ahead and talk about some of the things that we've been watching that we're probably not going to do an episode on. Yeah. And I have a short list and then you have something that you watch that you want to talk about really quick. Yeah. But I had a list of things that we might do episodes on and I'm going to list them off to you now. Things I've watched that we uh, never got around to. This is a new segment we'll be doing every week. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> just just this once. But I just want to make it known for, you know, the podcast. We wanted to do an episode on the Inside Outtakes, which was a YouTube special that Bo Burnham did as uh, like side B tracks to the Inside uh, Netflix special he did last year. There's a whole hour of new content. It was amazing. Gabe and I both And then some it. remixed content. You can find it on YouTube. It's free. Uh, Apple TV did a like it's not mockumentary but it's documentary style kind of narrative in the style of planet earth with david attenborough it's called prehistoric planet and it's Mm -hmm. that same style of of narrative documentary but with dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and it's very very cool i would recommend it to everybody so better than dominion Way better than Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> I, I I talked about it on the Jurassic World Dominion podcast briefly, but I just wanted to say we, we're going to do an episode on it. We still might if we get back to it. I heard there's going to be a season two, but highly recommend it. It's very, very well done. And I'm finally watching Barry season three. I actually just rewatched the first two seasons to catch myself up because it had been what? just like Stranger Things or the boys. It had been three years. Instead of Better Call Saul. Which we're also trying to I'm going to do. get there. We're trying to watch all of that to I'm do an gonna episode. I'm going to get there. But because I had already been familiar with Barry, I wanted to retackle that. And I forgot how much I loved that show. And I've just started season three. It's already way darker in tone and subject matter than the first two seasons. But still love the show. Still think Bill Hader is amazing. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah. So we, we probably will be doing an episode on that. Yeah. Soon. Really soon. Soon TM. Yeah. We still haven't checked out a cut. There's a few indie films that we have not been able to find or get a hold of. One of them is called Vortex. That is Gaspar Noé's new film about, looked like dementia or Alzheimer's. That movie should have a, uh, we'll probably cover that eventually. U.S. release. I just wanted to like, you know, put it on our listeners radar that we're, we're looking for it. And we have in our possession, but have not watched Memoria yet. Yes. uh, Which is another, Good luck saying that guy's name. 
Uh, I don't know it. So, but then there's a few TV, like straight to TV, awesome things that have come out that, that we're just not going to cover because we watched them and decided, uh, they're not really good. So it's not worth really having an episode on. Um, even though we might, we may have done episodes on them previously. Uh, the first one that I don't think we'll get around to is Umbrella Academy season three. I couldn't get past the first couple episodes. You liked season two though, right? I did. I, well, I like the show still, like I still like the show, but it just doesn't. Well, actually it's, it's a good comparison to compare it to the boys season three in the same way that the boys season three escalated their game. I think Netflix not giving it a bigger budget. I, I don't actually know if they did. I'm only assuming that they didn't. Didn't really allow them to play with as much liberty as they did in season two mm. or, or to expand on season two. So season three was, it just, it started and it was really good. I'm not going to lie. It was very good for what the Umbrella Academy does and has done in the past. It, it was more of that, just the same. But because it didn't expand on it, for my taste, I just like with as much content, which I'm calling the, the COVID overflow, the Coverflow content. Coverflow. Uh, yeah, content 19. I just haven't really, I just can't keep watching it right now. So we're not going to do that episode. We're going to skip it. If one day I'll come back to it and they do a season four, then I'll come back around and we'll do that. But. I also have not watched The Offer, which is the story based on the making of The Godfather, the first Godfather film, and it's it stars Miles Teller and a couple other really good actors. I can't remember all of them right now. And I might still watch that, but we probably won't cover it right now or ever. But I just wanted to let you know that that's what's in the works. Uh, another film that I watched that we're not going to talk about, but I thought was worth mentioning because Maverick was such a hit mm. is Spiderhead because it was directed also by Joseph Kaczynski. Is I just want to say Krasinski. But is that the Chris Hemsworth is super attractive mm-hmm. scientist with Miles Teller at my, at remote location and does yes. psychological yeah. medical study. Yeah. I watched it. Did we, we never even talked about this. You told me a little bit. It, oh, was, no, it was actually pretty good, but it, it would, could not hold a flame to Maverick. Yeah, so. I also heard it just wasn't as good as the short story it was based on. So, <laughs> I think I think it really, honestly, if it would have had a a better ending, it could have been actually like an excellent film. So at least it looked good. It looked good, and it, the performances were great. I actually really liked Chris Hemsworth. I feel like that was the first movie where I could see him actually being an actor, you know? Really? Yeah. He seems like too attractive. It's distracting. No, he actually <laughs> was really cool. I really, really liked him cool. in that. Um, Marcel the Shell came out oh, with yeah. A24 and neither of us, I think. Are, no interest, but yeah, I've heard had, it's had really had lovely. Days. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's great. I unfortunately cannot stand listening to that voice for more than like two minutes at a time. It grates on you a little bit. I want to tear my ears off. Yeah. (laughs) I want to tear my ears. Stop. Stop. Where the Crawdads scene came out. Oh. And I had a chance to see it and decided not to. Allie read the book and liked the book and she saw the movie and said it was okay. Hmm. So. Kind of mid. She said that the casting honestly was like off, like for all the characters. She felt like the guy's weren't really who they were in the book and the main girl, uh, even though, you know, she's a draw, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones. That was another Reese Witherspoon movie, right? Yep. 
Interesting. She said that she didn't really picture her in that role. So um, we are aware of The Watcher and still might watch it. We're watching The Watcher. We're watcher. Gonna, we might watch The Watcher. Or is just that, it's it, just Watcher, but is that the one with the girl from yes. Follows? It's the one, yeah. I think it. I think and Bird so. Gorman, right? It's psychological. Is the, the heavy? Shout out to Zach. He recommended it to us. Yeah. To, I mean, he saw it. We we had watched a trailer for it and thought it looked cool, but I keep forgetting about it because it's like I don't know even you where should it check is. it out. Is it streaming? I'm sure you could find it. There's there's a whole plethora of ways to find those films. Oh, and then there was this documentary that Ali and I just watched on Victoria's Secret. What? And <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. It, it's informative and also horrifying. Uh, it's very like the CD underbelly closely tied under, to like underbelly. Epstein and oh. Weinstein, all that stuff. All the, the Steens, all the Steens, Ben Steen. Um, and, and yeah, it's just not worth doing an episode on. I mean, it, it could cause for interesting discussion, I suppose. But we could do a Jeffrey Epstein podcast. No, okay. I'm good. I I'm honestly like my personal hot take on that is like the more we talk about it, the more it's just glorifying who he was. However, I do think there's an element of trying to right wrongs or learn from the mistakes of or fix other people that are like him that are still in power. But I don't know how far we're going to get in the neoliberal capitalistic era we're in right now. Anyway, hot take. Uh, another movie I saw that we're probably not going to do an episode on is Jerry and Marge Go Large. Oh, yeah. On Paramount Plus as uh, Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. Uh, just like a really good movie. Like, it wasn't as much of a comedy or a drama. It was just a really wholesome movie. It was like a good palate cleanser from watching all the true crime or horror or, you know, just the gnarly stuff that has been coming out lately. So I hadn't heard anything about that until you mentioned it today. Yeah. It's super good. I mean, it was super good. It's, it's a true story about this older couple. One of them was retired, like was basically forced into retirement, but he's like a insanely amazing mathematician who discovered a hole in a local lottery and then exploited it and like ended up winning over $7 million. But he takes, they take all that money and they invest it back into the town to sort of like revive their little town and their community. That's sweet. Yeah. Like honestly, like one of the most wholesome things ever. Can, can you describe like the, the antagonist is two young college Harvard boys what? who think they're, they like are going to, beat out Brian Cranston. Like Tell me they talk s- like this. Sweet old man. No, and then I started <laughs> Cheers. Cheers? Cheers? Yeah, I've never watched it. <laughs> what a throwback. Uh, what started that? I've always wanted to... I mean, I I want to be someone... Who's seen Cheers. Who is informed and equipped to talk about anything within <laughs> television history. <laughs> it's funny that Cheers was the... <laughs> launching point no 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 it's not the launching point it's just the, the place i'm at right now oh, so gotcha. That's cool. i just have never watched it i know that fraser as a character is the longest running on air consecutively for 20 years oh uh, no other character live action character has ever done that so that's cool yeah so fraser was introduced in cheers uh episode one season three and then yeah anyway cheers is, is really cool i could see why it was such a hit it had 11 seasons. It went longer than Friends did. I had no idea. Wow. And Friends is 
the benchmark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then I recently just watched what I am calling the gay man because the men within it are so attractive. They could turn any straight man gay. Uh, came out recently on Netflix. It's called the gray man directed by the Russo brothers who directed some of the best Marvel films for Disney winter soldier civil war captain america films and then avengers infinity war and endgame two of the highest grossing films of all time so i was really curious to see what they could do here with a netflix film and uh have they ever made a good movie that wasn't marvel related i i'm unsure where did they pull those guys from there was something they did before that because cherry was a stinker as well oh really i don't know i'm look. i'm trying to look back looks like they directed some community and that was it yeah well, okay, so anyway, I am sad to say <laughs> that the gray man... Stinker? ...is a huge stinker. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I was texting Gabe into my second beer... Many notes. ...while watching the movie. Every half hour, I'd text him and say, this is how this half hour was. You've never texted me so much about any single thing, I think. Well, the first half hour is great. Honestly, really good. It's very Bond. The set pieces are awesome. The second half hour was okay. It started to dip toward the end. The third half hour and then the, the finale was just like the most cookie cutter tropey, whatever, just just movie. It was just like insert line of dialogue here. We're gonna have our anti-hero and our anti-hero fight in the end. One of them is going to win. Chris Evans is great. Like his character is really interesting, but he was just written so poorly or acted so poorly. I'm not really sure. I still don't know. And Ana de Armas was completely wasted. <laughs> like she didn't do anything. <laughs> she didn't add. In fact, Ana de Armas, I don't even know what happened to her character. They put her in the end in the final cliff notes of that film. And then probably setting up some sort of sequel. And there was a cool couple set pieces in between, but like I hated the cinematography. I absolutely abhorred it. It was so bad. Hmm. They kept doing this thing. That was like very clearly Netflix where they would like, it was almost like a drone like shooting at like 12 frames per second, moving really fast. So when you sped it back up to 24 frames per second, it was like a very fast, like tilting, rotating left and right as they would like zoom in on an object. So you would see the space and they kept doing it over and over. And it was driving me absolutely insane. And I could, I could not believe I was watching a Russo brothers movie with Ryan Gosling and Anna Armas and Chris Evans. This was just utterly wasted. And then Billy Bob Thornton was in it. Anyway, could not recommend it less. Damn. Shots. Fired. I was expecting more. So anyway, and then I also watched the first few episodes of Outer Range, and then Gabe decided to finish it. <laughs> what do you have to say about Outer Range? I liked it a lot. It's not a perfect show, but in an era of original television, I'm pretty sure this was an original story uh, thought up by Brian Watkins, the show creator. I can't say for sure, but I liked it a lot. It had Ozark's composers behind it, which the main uh, appeal for Outer Range for me was the tone and the atmosphere of the show. It's very uh, heavy and mysterious. Big mystery box show, if you're into those kinds of shows. I love mystery boxes. Uh, Why do you think I stopped watching this? Well, Stephen... Uh, it's an eight-episode series that is not a limited series. It sets it up for a, a lot to come if it's successful enough. I don't know if it will get a second series. But but they basically 
they reveal at the end of the second episode what the nature of the mysterious anomaly is. This show, the premise is it's basically supernatural Yellowstone. You have somewhere in Wyoming, Josh Brolin lives on a farm with his kids, Tom Pelfrey and Lewis Pullman. And they have a lot of family drama going on, but amidst all this and some cantankerous neighbors, <laughs> there's a giant hole somewhere on their land in the West Pasture. There's just a giant hole in the ground. It is black, it is dark, and it leads who knows where. It's really cool design. Well, we know where after yeah, yeah. At the end of <laughs> at the end of episode two, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers right now for the outer range. Uh, it is revealed to be a passageway through time. It's a time portal. Um, so they play with that idea throughout the show. But they spoil it right yeah. in episode two. And that, which, which was, in my opinion, a blowing of your <laughs> chunks early, early on in the night. You do not want to blow chunks too soon. It was like the same, <laughs> it was the same thing that twi- that Twin Peaks did, the network forced Twin Peaks to do, which was answer the, the mystery of who killed Laura Palmer early yeah. in season two. And then the ratings just dropped. And that was why I stopped watching it. Yeah, it's and it wasn't for me the death knell. There's a lot of interesting things and ideas in this show, but it that was a bummer to I mean the whole point of a mystery box show is to play with that idea for at least a season. Um and there's a lot of other supernatural stuff tied to the anomaly that um they don't explain at all. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, geography just disappearing and reappearing. Uh talking animals like <laughs> Really cool, crazy, kooky stuff. Crazy nieces? Crazy yeah. adult child nieces? Yeah, there's some other spoilers that don't really matter for the purpose of this. Gabe gave me review. a play-by-play, so I don't have to watch it. Yeah. Um, so again, if if you like very atmospheric television, mystery box TV, I'd recommend it. But it felt like it was always reaching for something, like to be welcomed into that pantheon of, you know, like legendary television, like lost or for better instance like earlier this year we had severance which for me reached those heights and maintained a level of quality in every regard it felt like outer range was reaching for something that it never really got a hold of unfortunately but some really cool ideas some interesting philosophy in the show as well uh wrestling with you know god and religion existential dread all that stuff so so that was josh brolin was the star of that there's a new show called the old man that is starring jeff bridges Bridges, that is supposed to also be good I'm also currently watching, we just finished The Bear, I'm watching Blackbird on Apple TV, mm-hmm. and I'm interested in maybe starting Reservation Dogs, because that looks really good to me. I still want to check out some HBO stuff. They have Tokyo Vice, which I've mm. heard is pretty cool, even though mm-hmm. they didn't keep using Michael Mann after the first episode. Did you ever watch that Netflix animated film? Oh, the no, the... Uh... I haven't watched it yet. Is it called The Sea Beast? I think it's called The Sea Beast. Yeah. No, I forgot about it, but I've heard it was fun. I would like to see that. Also, we're halfway through, I haven't started it yet, but we're halfway through season four of Westworld, which I'm hearing is actually good again. You know, what? I can't confirm it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm blown. People are saying I'm Westworld blown. is back, and I'm excited to check it out. I probably won't watch it until the season's over, just so I can double check to make sure it's still good. And Better Call Saul is ending. Yeah, better call Saul. In just a couple weeks. So all this stuff, but we're only going to cover a few of them on this podcast. Yeah. And we're trying to watch all of it. Yeah. 
Anyway, content. it's cl- c- c- clover. What do you call it? Coverflow. Coverflow. Cloverfield. <laughs> COVID. I've said we never got more Cloverfield content. Content nineteen. After well, JJ was well, like, we're gonna had, just we had three of them. <laughs> we're gonna buy up all the shitty movies and rebrand them into the Cloverfield universe. <laughs> wow. I was gonna say Dan Trachtenberg, who's who, oh, yeah. who did Ten Cloverfield Lane and is doing Prey later this year. Oh, Prey looks so sick. He just got tagged for oh god, what was it? Some something important. Oh, he got was he it got Marvel? Me too. No, 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 oh. no, not no, <laughs> not that. Kind no, of he tag. got attached to a project, a pretty high profile. Oh, was it Marvel? I can't. I feel like it was Marvel. Yeah, I feel like it, I think I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it was. But people are saying Prey is the best Predator movie since Predator. Wow. Think about that. We need to revisit Predator too. Put I think. that in your back pocket and smoke it. Yeah. Also, 2010 Predator underrated. Just gonna say with Adrian Brody. Or is it rated just fine? <laughs> what is it they say on Reddit? It's criminally underrated underappreciated it's a hidden gem all right so let's talk about the boys season three this yeah. is our one of our review episodes that we call shoddy 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 yeah what'd you think <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you what do you want to talk about i don't I, even remember what happened i liked it it was i remember being very thrilled it was super good and then i was only slightly disappointed by the finale because it had so much momentum and it gave me a bit of a stranger things vibe where for me personally, it wasn't what I was hoping for, I guess. I don't know. But I'll always remember it for how good it was, uh, you know, throughout the whole season as a whole. Like all the Soldier Boy stuff with Jensen Ackles, friggin' awesome. Love him. It's Frossum. great. Frossum. It's great to see Jensen still doing work, still hot as he ever was. Hot. He's so attractive. He's and like, so good. He's so good in that role. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The, okay. I can say Boy Season 2 was a bit of a step away from what I liked about boy season one, but I still enjoyed it. This was like maybe my favorite season, I think of the show so far. And there's a lot of crazy shit in this season. Like it's like they escalated even from the first episode, every episode. <laughs> yeah. And, and you want to tell them what happened in the first episode? We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about every episode. So episode one, we got, a little man <laughs> who shrinks down like Ant-Man going inside of another man's, uh, sorry, this will be an explicit podcast, penis. Yep, full spoilers. Yeah, and uh, explicit spoilers ahead. We got a little man like Ant-Man shrinking down and going inside of another man's penis to... Uh, um, pleasure him. Pleasure. <laughs> and then and then he sneezes and expands and kills the, the man... That he's inside. Bisex him. No pun intended. Not in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) I think they call him termite. So then that was the craziest thing that has been imprinted on my brain in a long time. Then episode two had every... Okay, this is what I'm trying to say. Every episode had a thing that was so gnarly. And I was blown away that they kept doing things. Oh, yeah. Okay, so episode two has Homelander, who's like crazy superman narcissistic sociopathic psychopathic superman basically he comes out as being like a gnarly kind of like fascist i don't know how else to say that yeah and and then he a girl is like trying to maybe uh jump off of a roof because she just doesn't want to live anymore she decides to still live and he throws her off the roof anyway and then she he coerces her into jumping i think no i think he 
I thought he oh, threw it, her off. It was unclear. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I thought he was like... He I said think, jump well, or else he was going to blast her with his laser eyes. And then at the end of the episode, he like comes out as being like, I'm the one in power in the world. And everyone's like, yeah, you're the one in power. And it reminded me a lot of uh, some, some political leaders we've seen <laughs> say things like that. Season three is a huge... I mean, the show has always had its political uh, yeah. undercurrent. Over? Uh, overtones. Overtones. Um, but season three uh, parallels Donald Trump's uh, rise and fall. Well, rise pretty pretty directly in the things that Homelander says and does. Episode three, I think, was the one where Homelander made the deep eat Timothy. Was that three? <laughs> Timothy is the deep's octopus, right? <laughs> so you're three or four. Episode three or four. Yeah, and then episode four didn't have that gnarly of a thing. I can't remember what it was. I think I think that was the one where Kamiko kills a bunch of people. That was gnarly. And then she they try to infiltrate, and then they have Kamiko loses her powers. Episode five had a couple things that were really interesting about it. It had the stuff with uh, A Train is confronted with like some some moral issues as he is trying to protect his brother's community. And then this guy who... It's like Blue Hawk or something. Yeah, basically keeps attacking people because he's racist. Yeah, he's doing the cop thing where you over-police yeah. black neighborhoods, stuff like that. Yeah. He was killing people. Yep. <laughs> and he ends up, like, paralyzing A-Train's brother, I think, right? Yeah. And so there's that whole thing, which is, you know, right on the nose for what's happening currently It's consistent with the rest of the season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had just talked about the comparison to Trump just like a minute ago. Huey and Butcher are taking temporary V uh, intravenously. Right. Or not intravenously, but they're juicing, and it gives them superpowers for 24 hours. It's a random lot. I think Huey has teleportation, doesn't take his clothes with him, and Butcher basically has super strength and laser eyes, and he's resilient. So he can go toe-to-toe with Homelander and yeah. Soldier Boy. Yeah, and that but it's killing them. Yeah, so this one is where they go to, they take Soldier Boy, and uh, he goes to his ex-lover's house, and they see kind of the power of his explosion for the first time. The craziest thing about this episode to me was the musical number with Kimiko and Frenchie. Yeah. In this episode. I remember that. Yeah, that was like the kind of standout part, because it was so outlandish and their relationship is so weird like i never know if they're lovers or brother or sister it's back and forth okay. step lovers is she it was her daydream right it was the yeah. musical number yeah. yeah she's really interested in music this season and like singing i think it's because she doesn't have a voice but she uses music to speak kind of like bumblebee and transformers <laughs> yeah can she not speak i don't remember what her deal is i don't know i it's unclear she just doesn't speak so right. anyway episode six is called hero gasm and that is like a huge orgy with people using their superpowers for yep. the orgy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a little less crazy than I thought it would be. Except for where M.M. gets just doused in ejaculate. Yep. yep. That, and, was, that was pretty rabid. And the Deep uses uh, another octopus there to pleasure himself. Yep. Multiple octopus uh, scenes this season. Lots of tentacles going on. <laughs> And and then that one ended actually in a really cool way where it was, again, like Gabe just said, uh, Butcher has powers, Huey has powers, and Soldier Boy 
and they're trying to take down Homelander at the end of that episode. There's this like really emotional story arc there that ends really, really cool. And then Starlight ends up sort of like on her social media because she's like one of the most popular people. Uh, That was another crazy thing that happened was Homelander basically forced her into a public relationship in this season. But anyway, she comes out against him saying he's insane and he needs to be taken down. And then episodes seven and eight, there's a little bit less crazy and more. That's where all the plots coming together. But episode seven reveals that Soldier Boy is the dad of Homelander. I think through cloning, right? If I'm not wrong. I think it was just Soldier Boy's sperm. sperm. Oh, yeah. So through... Well, they do like the... Test tube. Yeah. Homelander. <laughs> he was your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. Yeah. And then episode eight is the culmination of everything. I really liked episode eight because I feel like it really solved, it really brought together a lot of the morally gray things that I love about the show, really culminating in Maeve, who we thought might've been dead. She's not dead. She loses an eye. Well, she loses her eye fighting Homelander and then she loses her entire power skill set because she like gets soldier boy out of there before he can blow up the building because when soldier boy goes nuclear right, right, right. when he goes peter petrelli he causes the people around him to lose their powers yeah and we don't know if that's permanent i would be surprised if they didn't you know play with that in the future yeah i love her character it seems like she just wants to settle down with her love yeah. her and be a she's awesome <laughs> yeah she's great i was really surprised by her and billy looking up but um anyway so then the morally gray part is like really where Billy, who hates Homelander, has to team up with Homelander because of Homelander's son, who Billy also has an emotional attachment to because he's also the son of his ex-wife, who he's still in love with. Who was dead. And dead. Yeah. <laughs> very dead. Died in season two. So him and Homelander team up to take down Soldier Boy. and uh, well, kind of. Not really. To get Ryan away don't they yeah, i mean yeah but it's not like they ever really had there was like one look exchange yeah, between them look, yeah. but there's never like a team up because homelander immediately starts fighting Maeve. no but they but they look at each other and they know what they have to do they have to be on the same side yeah. and that is what i loved about the episode so much because the last thing both of these characters want to do is like be on the same side which is why i'm calling it a team up you know sure yeah anyway Maeve makes a sacrifice play and Soldier Boy explodes. And then all the boys have to fight Soldier Boy. They all show up. Starlight's there. Kimiko, I think, is there. MM's using some kind of large weapon. Soldier Boy, <laughs> yeah. And then after they kind of all team up again at the end and they kind of all regroup now that Homelander's still in power, trying to figure out now what are they going to do to take down Homelander for the next season. Mm hmm. And uh, they basically say Starlight's now one of the boys, along with everybody else that's in the boys, right? She's no longer on the seven, I don't think. Oh, I don't know where they leave it in that regard. I don't think she, she spends is. most of the season as a co-leader of the seven with Homelander. Well, up until episode six, yeah. 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 Okay, so then one of the last things we see is Homelander come down to like a group of fans, like very Trump rally type fans. With his son, who's also flying, Ryan, again, who is the half-son of uh, the person that Butcher's in love with. And someone throws something at Ryan, and Homelander gets super upset, and... It was one of the Starlight crowd. 
Oh, okay. Who are supposed to be like, I guess the SJW or like left leaning. Yeah. 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 And then Homelander just obliterates him, <laughs> eviscerates him with <laughs> his laser eyes. Yeah. And then the crowd just starts cheering because they're like, yeah, like that's the kind of America we want to be a part of. Yeah. And then that, and then Homelander smiles as he's welcomed basically into being their savior. And that's like where it sets it up for season four. And I was, and that's why I'm like so freaking stoked because I'm like, wow, this is truly an insane type of world that they've set up where like the socio psychopath is at large and everybody, not everybody, but the general populace has accepted that and given him the power to be in power. So yeah, it's pretty on the nose, but in the best way. Cause it's like, but it, it's, it's <laughs> exciting as a setup to see what happens next. Cause I, I honestly thought like Homelander was going to die this season from, really? how, from, yeah, from how they were leading up to it. And, and with everything get escalating, every episode having some gnarly thing that happens, I thought they're going to end it like with this big bang with Homelander. Dying. I feel like that would be the end of the show. You think so? Cause Homelander, you have other storylines in this show, but Homelander is providing the bulk of the tension. But Vought, which is the, the corporation that Homelander is a part of, essentially like Justice League headquarters, is also like a big enemy. And this girl who's like the AOC supplement. Yeah. But yeah, but you can't deny that it's Anthony Starr. It's it's his performance as Homelander that makes the boys what it is. As good as yeah. all this other stuff is, when he dies, the show ends. And I hope, honestly, that this show wraps it up in a season or two. I don't really want it to overstay its welcome. Sure. Because I feel like it might even get to that point. I know? think next season could or should be its last. I don't know. But it's such a big cash cow for Amazon. Yeah, they've, they've it's already... It's a cultural phenomenon. They've already done the animated show, prequel. I think they have a spinoff series happening soon. They do, yeah. It's, with it's, young, it's young like, adults. Yeah, college age or yeah. something like that. That's probably not going to be as good, but... <laughs> I'm not even going to check it out. Who knows? But... Uh, Unless they really wrote me in with something i wonder what they do with ryan too because i think at that last scene you were talking about i think he smiles or something he there's a bit of a smirk yeah he's like totally buying into his crazy dad's antics yeah yeah it's really it's cool though i'm someone who doesn't mind the overtly political parallels in their media you know from time to time like don't look up i thought was hilarious yeah totally and uh, I didn't. Th- I didn't think it was like super. I think the the par- the parody works. The the satire works best when it's just it's so absurd. And it was in this show, like mm-hmm. like Homelander literally blasting this dude, and then just having the crowd in an uproar <laughs> of cheers. Yeah, it was like it's so. Yeah, it's it's absurd, but it's also like it's exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> in and if real it, life. if it doesn't disturb you, then you should be maybe questioning why it doesn't disturb you. You know. Yeah. There's a great, there's a lot of great character work otherwise in this season as well. Yeah. Like Huey and Starlight's, you know, deepening relationship Mm -hmm. and Butcher is Mm -hmm. at his best doing his hammy stuff. We get a lot of backstory for him and his brother and their father. Mm. Yeah. That was was interesting. Yeah. 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 There was not a moment in this season where I was bored. I was glued to the screen the whole time. Yeah, even Frenchie and Kimiko had a lot of stuff to do. And yeah. M.M. with his daughter, yeah. which was another through line for the political stuff because her stepfather is like the Trumpy and he's just a total psycho. <laughs> yeah, everyone had something to do. Honestly, I would totally agree this episode raised the bar in every way. I just Season? wish 
It felt like the season. Yeah, and the character arcs were there. I just felt like overall, as as the season itself had like a, a starting and end point, like it already felt like Homelander was at that point where he could do anything he wanted, and now we're at, like really officially there. So it feels good to be able to move forward from that point. No holds barred, and see what Homelander will really do now that he's totally unleashed. Yeah. And like Stan Edgar. Uh, Giancarlo's character is like out of the picture for the time being. Yeah, we didn't see weird. what happened to him in the finale. Yeah, that was weird. So it seems like Homelander can really just do whatever he wants at this point. I do like that these seasons are only eight episodes long. If they're like 10 or 12 episodes long, then it would just feel like a waste of our time, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very rich. And in short bites, I think it's best. Mm-hmm. It's like a good tiramisu. In that way, which is again why I hope they or wrap creme brulee, or a creme brulee. <laughs> exactly. That shouldn't be funny to anybody. <laughs> We're naming desserts and laughing. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. And I, there's something to be said too about the weekly release. Like it, everybody is like, it's one of the few shows I think that really captivate everybody in the same way that something like Game of Thrones did. Like it's a cultural phenomena the boys is it has all my friends talking like have you seen the latest the boys it was crazy mm-hmm. and it's so cool to be able to have that every week for you know eight weeks at a time i mean it's happening more and more with streaming service titles i feel like everyone's doing apart from netflix everyone's doing weekly releases does hulu i think they do right yeah especially because hulu does they do with with like a show like the handmaid's tale oh yeah yeah but they also do with their fx series is because fx is always releasing stuff fx is like one of my favorite Mm -hmm. uh producers right now of of content because everything they do is just so interesting it makes you wonder like what level of hype like stranger things could have built in a 10 or a nine week run you know totally like totally. it would have been like everybody was would have like been, would have been all time. It yeah. would have been all time. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about. Totally. But. Yeah, I think there's definitely benefits and and drawbacks to dumping everything out at once. I think it actually is smart marketing wise and distributing wise to get away from that. Mm-hmm. As Disney has done, especially because they're doing so much content, even though the content's not as good as other <laughs> streaming services. But I feel like everyone else is doing weekly releases. Yeah. Anyway. Do you think Stormfront's still alive? I think she's dead. How right? crazy was that when she's there and Homelander comes in and she like jerks him off? <laughs> the show I, I was, is so fun. I was surprised that. That she was alive still. I thought she fully died at the end of last season. Yeah, you, you would uh, you would think so. But and then he like killed her for not supporting him, basically, right? No, he, he didn't or, know or she, she was dead. Vought. Oh, right. Oh, no, she. I think she killed herself. That's the story, oh, at least, right, is right, that right, she right, right. choked she on her own her. tongue or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. So that's our little summary spiel. We could probably say a lot more about it, especially if we were doing week by week. But I don't know, man. This show the show's just... So, and I, I said this earlier, but gratuitous and insane and balls of the wall to the max. Yeah. It just is like, what else is there to say besides it's fucking crazy? That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm thinking about all the shows that I love. Nothing really has me anticipating, like so excited to see the next episode like the boys does. Mm. Even though it's not my favorite show I've seen, it's always so fun and exciting. It's just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> It's super gratuitous, and I'm here for it. Yeah, 
Here's the season four. What should we play here at the end? Uh, Is there a song? I'm sure there's... There's probably something from the soundtrack. Yeah. Here's something from the soundtrack that we have yet to pick. <laughs> 